You're listening to the Blended Family Podcast, a weekly show with a strong focus on strategies and methods to help your family thrive. Blended families face many difficulties and challenges, which can sometimes drive families apart. The goal of this podcast is to help your blended family grow together through these challenges to create the peaceful and loving home you desire. Here is your host, Melissa. Hey, everyone. You're joining me for episode 128 of the Blended Family Podcast. I did skip last week. It was Memorial Day, and I decided to take a small break. But aside from that, last month was filled with interviews about mental health. So it's been a while since I just did a solo show, and I feel like I have so much to say. I'll try to keep my announcements short so we can get into today's topic First, I need to announce the winner of last month's giveaway, which was a copy of the book Co-Parenting with a Toxic Ex by Amy Baker. She joined me for the last episode. I didn't want to randomly choose a winner for this one as I know this book isn't needed for everyone. So anyone who wanted a chance to win needed to be on my list and they needed to let me know they were interested. So the winner is kwhitman56 at yahoo.com. Congratulations. I will be emailing you so that I can get that out to you right away. For the rest of you, if you want to be in on these random giveaways, all you need to do is be a part of my mailing list. If you're not already, just go to blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash subscribe. I did get a new five-star review from jenny811rn who lives in the US and she says... Not only am I in a blended family, but I have degrees in psychology and family studies with a blended family research emphasis. This podcast is so wonderful. The advice is sound according to the research, but I also love how Melissa consistently reminds you to put the emphasis on keeping things healthy for the kids. So many divorced couples, co-parents, and step-parents just seem to forget that when emotions get high and conflict begins. I can't say enough good about this podcast. If you are in a blended family or considering beginning one, This podcast will give you a lot of valuable tips and insight to help the process go more smoothly. Thank you so much, Jenny, for that lovely review. As many of you know, the reviews are very helpful for me to be discovered in iTunes. If you want to leave me a rating or review, the link is blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash iTunes to do it, and I will read it here on the show. In my house, summer has officially started. All the kids are out of school. And I will be having them a week on and a week off, although we aren't really following a strict schedule. Our son is pretty much here full time since he works and can't really be gone a week at a time. And his mom lives too far for him to commute. And then one of our girls just kind of bounces back and forth as she feels. So we have a schedule set in place, but we don't always follow it. Therefore, I am not quite sure how my summer will go or how much time I'll have to dedicate to the show. I'm not changing the schedule, so don't worry. You can still expect a show every week, but there are so many things I have planned to create for you. I just don't know how it'll go. And I do have a trip planned for July to go up to New York to see my family. But other than that, just a work-filled summer. As always, I ask you to bear with me as I get to your emails and questions. Social media is the other thing I have a hard time staying on top of. You'll notice our private Facebook group is growing and I can no longer respond to every single post like I used to. I do my best to read everything, and I chime in when I can. 
For those who are new here, I am talking about our private Facebook group called Blended Family Connections, and you can find that at blendedfamilypodcast.com forward slash group. We have now almost 450 members, and it's growing every day. It is a non-judgmental, supportive group for blended families to share their stories, ask questions, give and seek advice. I'm really proud of that group, and I encourage you to come over and join. Even if you don't actively participate, you can still read what others are saying. I think it's beneficial to see that you're all not alone, that you are among others who are sharing your struggles. And if you forgot any of the links that I've mentioned, they're always in the show notes for you. The last thing I'll say before I get into today's topic is about my coaching. I will say right now that when you look at my coaching page on the site, it leaves a lot to be desired, and I know this. I just haven't had time to go in there and make it look more appealing for you. It's on my long list of things to do. But that doesn't mean that you won't get anything out of it. I'm not a licensed therapist, and so therapy is not what you'll get from me, so don't expect a therapy session. Think of it as sitting with a trusted friend who understands what you're going through. I can listen to your troubles. I can help you to come up with solutions that work for your blended family, And I can help you find some peace in what you're going through, make life a little bit easier for you. So if that sounds like something you need, go to my site and schedule a session. Or if you're not sure, schedule a short consultation with me and we can talk about it. One of my favorite things to do is work with people one-on-one. All right, let's get into our topic today, living arrangements for blended families together or separate. This topic idea actually was brought up in the private Facebook group I was just talking about. One of our listeners, Tiffany, posted this back in the group in February, and she said, has anyone thought about living apart but together or currently living this way? I would be very interested in your thoughts and experience. My boyfriend and I of almost five years moved in together a year ago, and I am done trying to make it work living together. It causes me so much anxiety, and I'm finding myself very unhappy. I don't think the stress is worth it. We have six kids between the ages of 14 and six. I have three, and he has three. We pretty much are the Brady Bunch. We have three girls and three boys. The kids get along for the most part, but our parenting styles are so different, and we are both not willing to change at this point. It has caused lots of fighting this last year. The kids are blending, but we are not. He also fights a lot with his ex-wife, and I get along great with my ex, so it's constant stress in the house. Also, we are not living in the same city as his kids go to school. It's 20 minutes away, and he shares custody, so it puts a lot of stress on him. I feel terrible, but I have asked him to find a place back in his old city. I can afford the new house on my own, so having a hard time seeing the benefits of living together. I do love him, but the stress of living together doesn't seem worth it. Has anyone felt this way or done the non-traditional living apart but together? Would you do it? I am not loving this blended family life and welcome any advice or comments about living apart but together. So you can go check out that thread as there were many responses and I can't read them all here, but it was a popular thread. Some of you are making the decision to move in together Others are deciding to split up after living together and you're deciding it's not working. Some of you are questioning what's best and some are wondering if you're still considered a blended family if you don't live together. First, let me say that whatever you decide is okay if it works for your family, 
but there is so much to consider. If you're a couple living apart right now and you're considering moving in together, this show will hopefully help you make a decision. However, if you are already living together, the decision to split living arrangements but remain a couple is much harder because you've already blended. So that would be a drastic change for everyone, but it can be done. Let's begin by talking about what you need to consider when deciding to live together or apart. With a blended family, you're not just thinking of yourselves anymore. You have children to think about as well. Your living arrangements affect them and you need to take that into consideration. So here I have 10 things I want you to look at. And I want you to know that they do need to be looked at together as a whole. One on its own isn't enough to guide you. I'd like you to consider all 10. Okay, so number one, the length of your relationship. Now I know this isn't a true sign to determine whether or not it will work, but it does help with your decision. How long have you known each other? How long have you been dating? With blended families, it can take years to really blend properly. If you've only been dating for let's say six months, it might be too soon to take on the challenge of living together. Blended families have many more challenges than traditional families and adding a living arrangement too soon will only add to those challenges. There's no need to rush things. Of course, there's no magic number, but I'd love to tell you to try to date at least a year before committing to living together. Number two, the quality of your relationship. So this one may seem like a no-brainer. If you're making a decision to move in together, you must think you have a good relationship, right? I'm pointing this one out for a reason. Some people decide to move in together when they already have a troubled relationship. Some people think the move will help bring them together. But as we all know, moving in brings its own challenges. Sure, some things might seem easier, but it really magnifies what's wrong in a relationship. People can hide their true selves or only show the best parts of themselves when they don't live in the same home. Once you live together, that becomes impossible. For instance, if you're a slob, your partner might not know that because every time they come over, you clean up first. When you live together, it will quickly become apparent how sloppy you truly are. You certainly do not need a perfect relationship to live together, but your relationship should be strong. It should be good. If you don't live together and you're constantly fighting, that might be a red flag for you. Number three, what are the ages of your kids? I don't have a guideline for you on this, like do it if your kids are this age, but don't do it if they're this age. But you need to consider their ages for many reasons. If they're very young, you need to know that they'll be with you for many more years, although a young age is helpful as it's easier to create family bonds. Older kids are almost out of the house, but they might not wanna get along with other members of the family. Also, consider the ages of all of them together. Are they all really close in age? Well, is that going to cause issues with sharing of rooms and toys? Is it going to be completely chaotic with so many toddlers or even teenagers at the same time? These are things you need to think about. Number four, how are the relationships between the stepkids? This is a common area of issues in a blended family. Do the kids get along or do they hate one another? Most likely they will land somewhere in between, 
but look at your own situation. And yes, it can work even if the kids don't get along, but it's harder this way. If you live in a home where you constantly have to play referee and the yelling and the fighting causes tension in your own relationship, you'll be miserable. So it's something you wanna take a good look at. And I will say that some arguing, some conflict and disagreement is completely normal as it is with bio siblings. So don't think they all have to love each other to make it work or that they have to get along all the time to make it work. They're not gonna get along all the time and that's fine. But you cannot live in a home where the stepkids are at each other's throats because no matter how good your relationship is, that's a whole lot of stress on the two of you. Number five, how well do you co-parent? Do you have parenting styles that are similar or completely different? If you don't parent the same, that's okay. But what's really important here is how well do you work together to compromise? How well do you listen to one another? Consider one another's feelings and opinions. When living apart, this isn't a big deal, but living together, it can cause all sorts of issues. When one parent is strict and the other lenient, kids will compare, kids will manipulate. Parents who live together must be on the same page or at least present a united front for the children. Even parents in traditional homes don't always agree. The important thing is really, how you work together when you don't agree. If you butt heads at every issue surrounding the children, living together will only complicate things and cause disrupt in your relationship. Number six, how do the kids feel? Now sure, it is not up to the kids to decide what the adults will do or to decide living arrangements, but it's not a bad idea to consider how they feel about things. If you make decisions without ever considering their feelings, don't be surprised if they act out against what you're doing. Now, don't misunderstand. I never feel that kids should be able to make these adult decisions. I don't think that adults should make choices based on what their kids want them to do. But if you talk to your kids and get their feelings about something, you might see what they're struggling with and work through it before it causes an issue. So let me give you an example. Your child doesn't want you to move in with your partner and their kids. You could do it anyway and have a child who is causing misery in the home or you could talk to them first. Maybe the child admits that they aren't happy because they're afraid it means you won't have time for them anymore. That would be a perfect opportunity to not only calm their fears but also set up some special one-on-one -on -one time with that child every week. If you never considered their feelings, you might never have known and then when the acting out would start, you wouldn't want to spend that one-on-one -on -one with them, therefore only making the issue worse. Now, not every situation will be that simple, but all I'm saying is that it's important to consider their feelings. Number seven, how much do you value a stress-free, peaceful life? And before I go further, yes, you can have a stress-free, peaceful life living together or apart, and that has a lot to do with our own selves, but... Considering everything here, would living together add stress? How much stress? Blended families are not easy. We all know the rewards they bring, but they also bring problems that make it hard to feel peaceful. Are you a person that can handle stress well or not? It will matter in a blended family. You need to weigh that out. Can you cope with the stress? Can you learn to find peace in the most stressful of times? You may not know until you're in it, 
but it's something to consider. Number eight, expenses. Blended families are going to have high expenses, but if you live apart, that is doubled. So if you're planning on staying together but living apart, you need to consider whether or not you can afford that. Double rent, double utilities, double on lots of things. Whereas together, you would only be paying for one home. Sure, the food bill on a blended home can be astronomical, but you're saving on everything else. You might want to make a budget together or make two, write out all expenses both for living together and for living apart, and that might help you to make a decision. Number nine, shared care. When living apart, you're almost living as single parents at times, taking care of your own bio kids needs, doing all the cooking and cleaning, taking care of the home, running around the kids. When you're living together, you have someone there to help. If you can't run out at night to get medicine for a sick child, you have a partner that can do it. If you cook dinner, you have a partner that can help clean up. You might have extra kids around to help with the younger ones. If you're someone who's been living as a single parent for some time, it might come as a relief to now have someone to share the responsibilities with you. Then again, you might be someone who likes complete control over the way the house is run. And in that case, moving in might be something that causes frustration in this department. Number 10, what is your ideal vision for your future family? What do you want? Do you want the ideal Brady Bunch blended family? Is that the picture in your mind? Or are you more modern and you want to create your own unique family situation? Keeping in mind that oftentimes our life doesn't turn out at all like the picture we have created in our mind. But it's always good to think about what you want. You may know that no matter what, you won't be happy living apart from your partner. And if that's the case, you'll live together and you'll make it work. And then others love the freedom that living apart brings. Only you know what type of person you are. The issue here is that you and your partner may have differing viewpoints. You should certainly open up a conversation with your partner about this to see where you both stand. Decide whether living apart or together will help you each create the vision of the family that you desire. So those are the 10 things I think you should consider when deciding whether or not you want your blended family living in one or two homes. And I will list them again for you right now. Number one, the length of your relationship. Number two, the quality of your relationship. Number three, the ages of your kids. Number four, the relationship between the stepkids. Number five, how well do you and your partner co-parent? Number six, how do the kids feel about the situation? Number seven, what is your value on a stress-free and peaceful life? Number eight, what is the difference in expenses from one home to two? Number nine, shared care of living together opposed to caring for children alone. And number 10, what is your ideal family vision? So again, I would want you to take all 10 into consideration when making a decision, not just one or two. And even after considering all that I've mentioned, sometimes you just won't know until you try. Truly, the only way you can tell if you can live with someone or not is to actually try it. Anything can work or not work on paper. Nothing has to be permanent. If you try something and it doesn't work, you can modify. I'm aware that it's not easy to do that, which is why it's always good not to rush into anything. But if you find yourselves in a situation that isn't working, you can change it. For those of you who are already living together but are thinking of moving to separate homes, I'd ask you to just think it through carefully. There are kids involved now. Perhaps before making a decision, consider therapy. Depending on what your needs are, you can try couples or family therapy. 
You might be thinking your situation is unmanageable, but it may not be. There might be solutions that can work so that you can remain living together. My only issue with living apart when there are children is that if you're trying to create a bonded, blended family, it's hard to do when the kids never see each other. They don't have an opportunity to have a conflict and work through it. See, bio-siblings have no choice. They have conflict, but are often closer later in life because of it. Of course, if the kids are already older, this just won't matter as much. And before we wrap up, I'd like to give you some basic pros and cons of living together as a blended family, but you can make your own list that's much more personal for you. This is just to give you an idea. Okay, so the pros, you have shared help, you have shared expenses, you're building a family, you get to be with your partner, your kids may have extra siblings, you can create new traditions, and you may have extra kids to love and care for. And then some cons for you. You may have added stress, you may deal with more fighting, you may have more chaos, likely you'll have more chaos. You have to learn to work together, which actually can be on the pro side as well. You may have extra kids to care for and you may have extra responsibilities. Of course, that all depends on how many kids are on each side. So for those of you who have been struggling with this, I hope that today's show helps shed some light on it a bit. If you're listening and you think I missed an important consideration, feedback can be sent to me at melissa at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Oh, and remember Tiffany from the beginning of the show. I checked in with her and here was her latest response. We are on week six of living in separate houses again. It is going so well. All eight of us are so much happier. It was the best decision ever for us. We have found our groove again. My anxiety has gone down. It was just too much for me. We're all enjoying each other again. I have learned that if it isn't working, change it. You have to do what is right for you, not the norm. This is a temporary solution, five or six years for us, until most of the kids are grown. I truly believe it has saved our relationship. So there you go, it's working for Tiffany's family. That doesn't mean it'll work for everyone. Tiffany also posted an article in that thread from the Huffington Post called, This Blended Family Doesn't Live Together, and they're happier for it. And I will go ahead and add that link in the show notes as well so you can read that and get even another family's perspective. And remember, no matter what you decide, it doesn't matter what others think. It matters what works for you and your children. You may not know what works until you try it out. At the end of the day, your peace of mind and sanity is most important, and of course, the relationship with your partner. So that's what I have for you today. I will be back next week with another show. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. You have been listening to the Blended Family Podcast. For more information, please visit the website at blendedfamilypodcast.com. Remember, to create the peaceful home you desire, all you need is love.